Welcome to the Field Notes podcast, where we talk about all things happening with Esri Field Operations. My name is Demaya. And my name is Josh, and we're product writers on the Esri Field Apps team. On today's episode, we are going to talk about the latest direction of ArcGIS Field Apps, including the decision to merge the capabilities of five apps into our newest product, Field Maps. And joining us today in the conversation is the lead product engineer for Field Apps, Jeff Shainer. Thanks for being with us today, Jeff. Hey, thanks for having me, Josh and Demaya. Glad to be here. Yeah. So before we jump in, do you want to just kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Oh, sure. Um, yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, I'm the lead product engineer for the Field Apps team. Um, I've been with Esri. Uh, for over 25 years, um, so a long time uh, within Esri, focusing most of my time either in the product engineering group uh, or also in the product management group. And uh, I'm originally from a little town of 15,000 people in um, Swift, named Swift Current, Saskatchewan in Canada. Uh, started at Esri um, a long time ago, uh, building out um, our desktop products, actually, even the precursor to desktop, our, our product called ArcInfo Workstation, uh, and then right into um, ArcMap and uh, kind of moved into mobility and started down the path of our current strategy uh, a little over 10 years ago, I guess. So been with Esri for quite some time. Um, my primary role within the team is to work with our uh, various product uh, leads, uh, work with customers, gather requirements uh, with our customers, uh, kind of feed uh, the backlog of development work that we should do on our team, uh, help set the priorities for that, and, uh, and then evangelize our software as best I can, um, help our customers be successful with it. So that's me in a nutshell. Thank you. Yeah. So I thought for for listeners to fully grasp the field map story, it would be best to start off with the past. So I was wondering, Jeff, if you could kind of detail or talk about and walk us through um, what the original pre-existing apps that field maps is built on and kind of what was the initial decision in the beginning to combine them all into one single app and make field maps. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a big question. <laughs> um, and it goes back quite a ways. So I'll, I'll kind of, uh, start at the beginning okay. um, you know historically you know Esri's been involved in building field-based solutions for a long time um, they traditionally were kind of um, built off of proprietary devices rugged devices by a very few set of manufacturers um, and that was kind of founded on uh, what was called the Windows mobile operating system. It was a precursor really to uh, the launch of smartphones um, and tablets that we see today. And the systems out there were, uh, I guess, more specialized. We focused uh, in building for GIS professionals that went out into the field and needed to leverage uh, GPS to collect information only. And that kind of was the, the starting point. But I guess when things really started to change was when we started to see the launch of the uh, iPhone. Um, and going all the way back to those days, you know, um, there was a lot of skepticism if Apple would be successful uh, in the enterprise space, not in the 
in the in the uh, consumer space, but in the enterprise space. Um, so we started to look early on with the first iPhone at um, building uh, against Apple's um, developer toolkits. Then um, we built an app called the ArcGIS app, and we we threw it out uh, into uh, the Apple App Store. And I distinctly remember our launch because it was uh, shortly before uh, the users conference we have in, in one year. And uh, David Cardella and I were presenting um, uh, its capabilities on a, I think it was a Tuesday morning after Jack's plenary. And, uh, you know, before our presentation, something really sad happened. Um, you know, we, on the weekend before, we were super excited because in the productivity category, we were the number one app in Apple's app store. It was really cool oh. to see that, yeah. yeah. But then on Monday, um, before we presented, we lost out to an alarm clock. And then it just kind of was <laughs> really <laughs> sad. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, it, but, but it's been uh, really successful for us. I mean, the, that app, which uh, we built, kind of had a combination of simple map viewing um, and uh, data collection mixed together. Um, we, you know, were just kind of pretty new on the scene at the time with the web GIS pattern. Uh, so that kind of um, was also fairly new to us, but we put it out into the Apple App Store and then ended up building it, building it for Android and for uh, the Windows phone, Microsoft Windows phone, uh, to get uh, just an understanding of where things uh, look like in the smartphone and tablet market. And, uh, and the feedback was really tremendous. We, we saw a lot of organizations starting to jump in on smartphones and tablets because of the simplicity of the user experience more than anything. Um, those devices I mentioned we were coming from were, were pretty challenging uh, for a lot of uh, broader adoption uh, of mobile devices as a whole within the enterprises. So it was a good launching point for us. Um, and then, you know, as we started to see adoption grow, we identified a set of patterns of use um, that came across different customers starting to adopt mobility in their organization. And those patterns led to us building the focused apps that are part of the field operations story today. We, we, we saw that, you know, the biggest ROI first was uh, in the data capture phase uh, and broadening that adoption beyond just the GIS staff that were going out to the field. Uh, we also started to see the growth of these external GPS systems that made it more palatable for us to uh, provide um, GPS-based solutions to a broader set of users that historically just, you know, there was too much domain knowledge to require to use GPS before then. So that really opened the doors. And then, um, you know, with the prevalence of maps, uh, corporately, we kind of introduced this strategy of maps on any device, anywhere, anytime, um, that became kind of a, a slogan, as, as you might say. Uh, so it broadened adoption to go beyond data collection to just map viewing. And then as we move forward, we saw more and more uh, requests for different capabilities like 
being able to to plan for a larger workforce that needed to go out into the field, be able to coordinate between the field and the office and being able to know where people are and be able to record where they've been. Those things all kind of came to life. And um, we embraced the strategy from from Apple and Google um, to kind of build focused apps that were designed for those specific activities as a part of that. And that's kind of how we got to uh, where we've been um, ultimately. Kind of a long story there, Demaya, but <laughs> that's, no, um, that's kind of how we got to where we are today. Mm -hmm. No, it's interesting to hear how it started off initially as a single app, the ArcGIS app, and then kind of delved into those separate apps. And now it's delving back into that single app. So at what point did you guys decide that, oh, okay, now that we have these single individual apps, maybe now it's time to actually put them together? Yeah, you know, that was interesting because we, we thought about um, how our users were actually integrating um, apps together. Uh, and, you know, when it looks like you need to plan for work that's being done and you need to collect data together, you're chaining multiple apps together. And for the most part, I think that was pretty successful. It was a pattern that we saw um, with other parts of the ecosystem for iOS and Android, but it came with challenges, uh, right? I mean, it, the apps and the technology is pretty sandboxed. So it meant that, you know, you needed to be able to sign into each individual app uh, separately. Uh, you needed to be able to download content to work in a disconnected environment in each app separately. And then um, the user, the, the, the mobile worker had to kind of switch context when they moved from one application to another. And uh, the feedback we were starting to get um, was that it was a pretty jarring experience. And as we kind of mm -hmm. grew deeper adoption within organizations, more and more that seemed to be a challenge. Um, and the system that we'd kind of put in place to support these multiple applications from an architecture perspective led us to a point where we could we could get to where we are with field maps, meaning that you know we could bring these capabilities together with having uh, a somewhat minimal impact on design. We wanna make sure that we don't build a solution that's difficult for the mobile worker. It's okay to make it a little bit more challenging for the GIS professional that's configuring the solution, but in order to you know, be successful with mobile apps, you need to make sure that they feel very tailored uh, to mm -hmm. the individual workflow, the workflow, right? So um, we were really conscious of that. We are moving forward as we're bringing these apps together, but you know, um, keeping a pace of separate apps, it just felt like we're doing a disservice to the mobile user. We needed to bring these together to help uh, simplify their experiences. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like you know any kind of experience you have with a mobile device, be that like doing field work with ArcGIS products or anything else, you want to be able to just open the one app and not have to like worry about going from place to place. You expect that same experience. Yeah. So no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, 
Is there an alarm clock built in to field maps yet? Or <laughs> is that coming later? <laughs> that might be in the backlog. Okay. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not telling when it were to do that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So, you know, you mentioned a really awesome history. I've learned a lot that I didn't know about um, Same. regarding field mm -hmm. apps, but so you mentioned a lot of the different workflows that um, companies um, were using with their um, mobile operations. So data collection being kind of the big one, um, workforce management, location tracking. Um, so could you talk a little bit about what specifically those are? So like if somebody had no idea what field work was or why you might use an app to do it, what are some examples that our, our users are doing maybe? Yeah, yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. Uh, I think, you know, historically a lot of GIS uh, content um, that drives systems really, um, and if I step back even to my own history prior to starting at Esri, uh, it, it kind of started with bringing paper maps forward um, and say, setting a foundation for, you know, layers of information in a GIS based upon that. And there's a lot of like inherent inaccuracies in that content, um, you know, taking like mylar sheets and actually uh, what we called rubber sheeting them to match the, um, you know, coordinate systems that model our world. Uh, so where there's existing content being able to update its uh, spatial accuracy, update its, um, you know, overall currency of that information because changes happen so frequently, uh, being able to validate that in the field uh, kind of drove that high ROI for data collection workflows. And as we started to see the GPS uh, devices evolve, uh, something that kind of been, had kind of been more uh, a proprietary um, kind of uh, niche group of um, people that, that um, you know, not, not in a negative context, but just, you know, it, it required this expertise of using GPS systems in order to get out in the field and capture data. Um, uh, that kind of evolved considerably. Um, and so it, it opened up a lot more opportunities for people to update their existing GIS content and then um, just go and capture new data uh, really quickly. And, and whether that be asset data uh, that they're managing with this inherent need to be highly accurate with GPS receivers or even just using the included kind of GPS chipset on your mobile device and be able to make observations. Um, that kind of drove that data collection need. Uh, and then, you know, um, mobile devices just have been used for so many different things, right? Like mm -hmm. um, the evolution of using uh, a paper to uh, to manage the to-do list you have for personal items right um, your grocery list or um, whatever it might be um, to uh, your work um, and being able to manage that uh, both spatially and digitally uh, really changed over the past I don't know six or seven years integration with other systems that kind of drive work management processes, uh, all that uh, has kind of evolved considerably. So I think we, we started to embrace those different capabilities uh, and bring them to life because everything happens in the field, right? And the more information um, you can bring to that a mobile worker at the time they're 
working in con in the field on content, you know, the better your more efficient, you know, your overall operation is going to be. Tracking stuff uh, is kind of interesting. It's such a hot topic. Uh, a lot of organizations look at it, and a lot of people in general uh, look at it as this big brother thing. Um, and they miss the, uh, the obvious benefits uh, that come with recording and sharing your location, like the very basic things of being able to be accountable for the work mm -hmm. that gets done. Your organization has to have that accountability or um, ensuring that, you know, there's some level of worker safety. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are just key elements of location that are important. I know for me, I'm always, <laughs> for, for better or worse, um, worried about my kids and where they are. Mm -hmm. um, so having uh, the ability to use my phone to know where their location is and if they're okay by messaging with them, that's really valuable. Uh, so I think if we can get um, you know, more awareness of the benefits of location tracking, um, perhaps get over that stigmatism of the of the big brother aspect it could be quite valuable for a lot of organizations but you know even with all that said we've got a lot of great adoption of um, location tracking in different workflows uh, and different uh, customers that we've worked with so it's pretty exciting to see that definitely yeah. so you spoke a little bit about the evolution of how people use data collection apps and gps devices have there been any interesting, I guess, use cases of field maps or any of the individual apps that you never really thought you would have imagined that being used in that way or for this purpose or for this. <laughs> yeah, very much so. It's, <laughs> it's, really, it's really cool to see it, you know, because we see our applications used for things we just never would have dreamed of. And I think that's really the power of what we've built, right? It's that, mm -hmm. you know, if you make a map and you make layers of content that are part of that map, you can bring it to life in so many different ways. Um, and uh, the mobile users of that application just really have, um, you know, they think about the apps kind of been tailored and built uh, just for them, right? And that's that's really cool. Like um, thinking about um, back when we built Collector, we would see people say the the app is the Wildfire Collector app, um, the, or the you know um, the Bug um, Inspector app, or something. You know, it's like the, these crazy things that we. We never really thought our customers would do with it. And then the end user actually thinking of it as their, this app that was built just for them, it's, it's really cool to see. And um, by making the app uh, open uh, the way it is uh, so that it kind of just tailors its experience based upon what content you put in maps is just, uh, I don't think we really anticipated the amount of growth we'd see. And now it's just wonderful to see all the different um, ways that it's being used by different organizations. I think, you know, we've seen that our field apps have the biggest growth uh, in ArcGIS uh, adoption right now. Um, and, and that trend isn't going to change anytime soon. There's more and more organizations that are seeing the value of taking their maps to the field and being able to use them for anything from situational awareness uh, to, you know, um, routine 
asset maintenance workflows to capturing you know new content that gets stored inside of a enterprise geo geodatabase and used mm -hmm. across multiple business systems. It's just amazing to see what all is happening. I didn't really answer your question to Maya, but <laughs> uh, you know, uh, there's just so many different ways that it's being used. I'll give you one example that I thought I would never hear of. And um, this was coming from uh, the South Florida Water Management District. And um, they talked about uh, field maps being used uh, for, um, for Python captures. So being able to actually oh. wrangle a Python and uh, capture it and then capture information about it. And, and part of the conversation was about doing things a little bit more hands-free. And, and I wonder why, <laughs> right? I mean, you're mm -hmm. using your hands to capture pythons. I think you probably want to, to kind of keep your hands free as much as you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, <laughs> things like that, you know, it's just crazy. Um, uh, it's really cool, you know? Oh, it's super cool. Python wrangling. Wow. I didn't know it was a thing. Python wrangling. Like, I mean, Python's a language, right? I imagine you just like have one of those armbands with like the iPhone, the iPhone attached and like field maps is up and running as you're like wrangling a Python into its stage. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like trying right? to input the data into it. That's amazing. That's what we should advertise. We need a commercial for that for field maps. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great promotion. Or wherever your day takes you, even if that's, <laughs> you know, handling a python in the Florida wilderness. Uh, or trail mapping. Like I, I talked to this organization that was, uh, you know, they would go up and they would do bear sightings and trail mapping um, in, uh, and they'd, they'd kind of fly in by helicopter uh, with mountain bikes and they'd camp for nights at a time and solar power their devices uh just really wow. crazy cool stuff you know yeah, yeah super cool yeah. i think it really like brought up an interesting point about how it kind of shows the power of these apps and personalizing your own workflows and i think as mobile apps and tablets and things like that become more and more intrinsic in both our lives and our workflows and our like work in general you're going to see that more and more and i think field apps and film apps in particular is going to be a really big part of that yeah you know um they, there's this term the digital nomad I think you've probably heard that term lots yeah. I think it's one of those buzz terms but yeah. especially as we we see changes in our workforce we have um, like yourselves uh, younger professionals uh, coming into the workplace there's this inherent kind of expectation that you're doing more with your smartphones because they've mm -hmm. never known anything different like I imagine that's the case for both of you, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When I was a teenager, uh, back in the day, um, uh, you know, we didn't even have um, cell phones at all. So imagine trying to connect up with your friends where you didn't have a cell phone to text or communicate with one another. It's crazy, right? Uh, now you yeah. just expect it. Um, so, and I can't people even... expect that in their work. Your, in their work <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. Instant reply. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. So I think kind of the last thing um, while we have you, Jeff, that we want to talk about is kind of just looking ahead at the future. You know, you talked a bit about the history of, you know, the field apps that you've been working on and how it's kind of culminated into field maps. And right now, just if listeners don't know, field maps has adopted the capabilities from Explorer, 
tracker and collector. Um, and we also have a companion web app where you can configure forms, offline settings, all that stuff. Um, but what's kind of the road ahead look like or what are some other things that we wanna do um, with, with field maps or just, you know, field operations? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I guess first off, we're still on our mission of bringing the apps together, right? We've got two additional apps that need to come in um, because two of those key activities that we haven't brought into field maps are um, the planning and coordination aspects of working in the field. Those are part of uh, Arches workforce. And then um, our own navigation capabilities with Arches Navigator. So we have a mission that's still ongoing to bring those in. Um, and those will happen through the course of the next, I don't know, a uh, while, a couple of years still. Uh, there's lots of work to do there. Um, and kind of in the shorter term, I, I'd say that we've got a well-defined set of specific needs to kind of grow um, aspects of the smart form capability um, uh, that we have inside of uh, field maps today. That's also part of our bigger platform initiatives um, uh, with forms. Um, but uh, in addition to that, I'd say you know, um, there's a couple of key areas that we want to focus in on. One of the one of the core values of field maps is that it's integrated so well into the ArcGIS platform as a whole, right? Uh, so, uh, with our utility customers, there's some key aspects of uh, the way you manage content that they would like to see evolve and come out to the field. Things like uh, being able to uh, trace against a utility network or even visualize what's contained within different areas of a network. So bring, bring those kind of more advanced GIS capabilities out to the field to unlock new opportunities um, in the utility space is, is pretty key. Uh, that's definitely um, one area we're looking at. And then I'd say, um, you know, there's quite a few other things we want to try to tackle. I have this big uh, list of um, backlog uh, items that I'd love to see come in. And it's really hard to uh, kind of pick one or two of them. But, you know, we're looking at working as part of that um, overall uh, system with our underlying uh, runtime team that, that we use as the engine inside of field maps to bring more location awareness. That's a kind of cool area that we'd like to move into more with things like geo-triggering and geofencing to provide real-time uh, information to the mobile workforce, uh, being able to get notified when there's important things that influence the work you're doing um, while you're out in the field, whether you're you know, even connected or not. So bringing that intelligence that uh, GIS has into the mobile experience is, is pretty key, I think, for our strategy moving forward. And then following um, kind of some of the initiatives and the underlying uh, architecture of iOS and Android, uh, understanding how we can take advantage of some of those concepts that are out there. Like we're going to start doing a bunch of research initiatives um, on topics like um, augmented reality, for example, and what does AR mean um, uh, for a mobile worker, right? Like, how can we we bring some of that uh, experiences into our platform or 
you know, uh, the machine learning capabilities uh, that we see uh, out there and doing perhaps conditional assessments based upon, you know, being able to derive um, information about assets off of uh, algorithms that you, you know, you build and model inside of a, a mobile solution. And then messaging, I think, is another key area that we see in the future too, right? I mean, you can think about field uh uh, collaboration and working together as a team, we need to kind of embrace that concept and, and bring it more into our system. But a lot of this stuff I'm just talking about is <laughs> future, like future, yeah. future. We have a lot more immediate uh, things we have to focus on too, uh, right? We're not going to hold you to it. <laughs> <laughs> Taking notes as we... The, the podcast tell-all of what's coming up soon. If you oh. <laughs> Well, very cool. It's, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to, even, you know, outside of just integrating the other apps, which is pretty cool. And I guess too, like if people want to keep up with what's going on um, with field maps, um, Jeff, probably the Esri community or formerly known as GeoNet page would be a good place to be um, to see what's going on. Or, or how else would you suggest that, you know, people kind of Boy, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, this podcast is is a good example, right? I mean, we're kicking this off as a yeah. way to kind of um, uh, provide more outlets to to learn um, and to understand what we're doing, and also as an opportunity to give us more feedback because you know mm -hmm. we want to be responsive, uh, very responsive to um, the things you want us to build. So one of the key engagement areas has been the community site with GeoNet. Yes, um, the ideas board that's there, um, the way to kind of collaborate uh, with our team and with your peers. Uh, the two of you write amazing blog articles and make amazing videos. Um, so Thank you. Uh, those are great content that, you know, um, to watch for. Um, we're trying to do more embracing social media, right? Mm -hmm. So looking at um, LinkedIn and Twitter as kind of the primary mediums, but with the videos out to YouTube, that's another area. Gosh, you guys, uh, I don't know. There's probably lots <laughs> of things we could do there, right? Yeah, so, I think too. Um, I think we're just at the start of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And for those resources that Jeff, you're mentioning you're the set field up maps. A Twitch channel soon. I don't know. Live stream all day. We just switch yeah. everything. That'd be incredible. There you go. <laughs> you like do a live demo for eight hours where people can like come to you. Imagine. Like trail mapping the whole time. There we go. Just like tracking oh. your location. As you yeah. <laughs> we joke about this, but I mean, I wouldn't. It could happen. It <laughs> Thank you, Jeff, for kind of giving us an overview of little operations history. We're kind of like starting yeah. off this podcast, like people like, <laughs> need to know information. So this has been great. Uh, it's been fun. Yeah. And I, I really hope that we'll uh, get a lot more engagement with podcasts as we move forward. I think this is a great medium and lots of exciting things we can do here. Thank you, Jeff. Yep. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Field Notes podcast. To learn more about field operations, visit the field operations capability page on the Esri website. And to learn more about ArcGIS field maps, check out the field maps resources page where we have a YouTube playlist, discovery paths, blog posts, and more. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you join us next time on the Field Notes podcast.